Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm great. I'm here <laughs> being some sunshine in the old day. <laughs> are you back at home now? Yes. Yeah. We um we ended up coming home a day early. Um, you know, our kids both are are sick with with just you know just common colds. They they mm-hmm. have you know runny noses and the cough and stuff and um we were supposed to be staying with some friends and they have kids and we and they had travel plans the next week so it was just like man if our kids get your kids sick and then you've got kids with you travel we'll feel really bad <laughs> mm-hmm. so we ended up adjusting and um it worked out for the best we we got home um late late Saturday night, like 10, 30, 11 p.m., and, and then we had all day Sunday to recover. So that was a nice treat that we weren't expecting. Yeah. It makes so, a difference uh, having that extra moment. It does. I mean, it, it really does, and don't get me wrong, I would have loved to see my um, some of my college friends, and we would have had a great time with them, but we appreciated that extra time. <laughs> We made the most of it, that's for sure. Yeah. So it was Nebraska? Yes, we went to Omaha, Nebraska. And you have friends out there? (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) We have family in Nebraska, and then um, Nick and I both went to college in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So we passed through Iowa City. We passed through that area on the drive, both going to there and coming back. Got it. Um, yeah, we have some friends that live in, um, you know, in Iowa City, and um, we were going to connect with them. Yeah, that's where we went to school. So it was good times. It was a good trip. It was great to, you know, it actually was, it went so much better. Our last family visit with his family was terrible, and um, so this kind of, like, erased that, you know, um, and kind of healed that last visit that was awful. <laughs> so it was good. It was very Just, good. Just um, family drama? Yeah. Well, mm. well, I'm glad you had a better time. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure you had a lot of, like, uh, anxiety leading up to it, though. You know, I actually had done some forgiveness work beforehand and also like when we had seen them last I was in a very different place 
um, like with myself, I think uh-huh. with my self-love. And yeah. so when we saw them, it was almost literally a year ago. I was in this place where I was, I was a people pleaser and I was trying to make everything happen, even despite knowing what was best for the family and what would work well for us. We were making exceptions all over the place and just um, basically setting ourselves up for failure because we were trying to make everybody happy. And it was actually a very valuable experience last year because it was it was that very significant contrast, kind of like when you have something terrible happen at work and you're like, I know this is not where I'm ending up, you know. And it was that sort of contrast that was so significant that we, you know, like I had basically dug my foot in the ground and said, I'm never again setting our family up for failure. I am never again ignoring my instinct for what needs to happen for our family to function well here, you know. And so, I, like I said, like it actually did cause, like, um, conflict in a family and we weren't really like I wasn't particularly wasting any time um speaking to certain people in his family just because they weren't respecting our needs yeah and um so like it wasn't I actually didn't have anxiety um because I had already done all of that healing and I felt so felt so confident in what was going to happen and what I was going to make sure happened, you know, that we were, you know, listening to our own needs, listening to the kids' needs and not trying to just blindly make his family happy. And so it went very, very well. It was a very, it was such a better strategy. Um, and, and like I said, we had a great trip. So that's great. Good. Yeah. So tell me about your week. Let's, let's hear it. Uh. We we talked last week and we said let's let's try and get back on track. Let's look at things that were on your plate. I saw you got me several pieces of homework, and I I'm not sure if you saw. I replied to each of them. So like go ahead and talk to me about your week and and let's start there. Let's start with let's start with tell me what's going on that's good. <laughs> um. The sun is shining. Yeah. Um, I have a job. Yeah. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working my business. I'm building my business. Yeah. All the bills are paid. We got a roof over our head, food to fill our tummy. So, um... Definitely very grateful for all those things. Um, it was a rough week and a lot of different levels. Um, of got it. Work has been really trying okay. and um, just not, you know, just not pleasant, just not a good place to be. And um, it's, I think the good news is, is I have a distraction with my business. Because um, otherwise I would probably be taking that a lot more than, um, like, to heart than what I am. But it's hard being there and, um, you know, trying to pretend that I don't care because I do care. And 
And my, my job as a change agent is to implement things that they hired me to do and they don't want me to do them. And it's, um, it's just sad. And, um, you know, but I just stay focused on the fact that, you know, if for right now this is what they want, then fine. And I will, I will do that. And, um, you know, work on myself, you know, when, while I'm here and work on my relationships, but, you know, not let it get to me. So it's a hard place for me because I am a perfectionist and I, and, and I do give a hundred percent in everything that I do. So it's hard not to, but mm-hmm. I also recognize that, you know, it's no matter what I do, um, it won't get me any further. So, um, it's just it's bringing me down, so I just need to find that balance. Well, girlfriend, I've been in that place before, so I my heart goes out to you, and I know what that's like to want to be want to be successful on behalf of the company, do what they hired you to do because you're fully capable of doing it. And um, to have them want to do it another way, regardless, um, can definitely be a a challenge. Um, And it sounds to me like you know what you need to do, and I want you to give me a rating, however feels best for you, about how well you feel you are doing at detaching from that? It, I mean, we have the break for the weekend, so today I would say as of right now I'm, you know, an eight or a nine. Um, but by midweek it might be less because as the time goes on. But, um, you know, I, I, just, I just know that I need to remove myself. I don't want to be involved with the drama. I don't want to be involved mm-hmm. with the politics, you know, I just, it's not where I want to be, so I'm just going to do my job and, you know. So um, some of my background um, is in something called uh, Bowen theory or family system theory. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with that at all. No. Uh, what I love about that theory, and it's, it actually uh, was a theory bird in the social work realm, but is 100% completely applicable to the workplace. And basically, it is that um, your office is this system of relationships. And um, basically what happens is, you know, when you're talking about kind of like the politics and the drama, um, basically what's happening is what we call people are triangling, like the triangle, like the shape, where two people or two groups or two teams, whatever, you know what I'm saying, um, basically turn all of their attention onto a third. So in these systems, nobody focuses on themselves, right? They're they're always like, if they're, they're at the water cooler and they're um, – 
bad-mouthing someone or they're, you know, they walk away from the meeting and they're complaining about it privately. And so the best thing that can be done um, that this is discovered through this, this system theory work here is, um, is to just be very um, open and um, communicative. And so, um, like, if someone were to say, you know, oh, you know, Mary is driving me nuts, blah, 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 like, your instinct could then be to say, oh, have you had a chance to talk with her about that? You know, um, so to basically deflect someone's attempt to bring you into the triangle is the goal. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, easier said than done, of course, but the more you actually pay attention, the more you're going to start, like, like literally smiling to yourself, like, yep, there it is. I see the triangle right there. And it can be very interesting. It's a very, very um, complex, in-depth series, so I won't go into any more details. But it, it, it really helped me notice, like, oh, like, this is the dynamics of the workplace. It's not a reflection of me. Um, something that is hard for people like us is, um, is separating what we're asked to do in the workplace from our perception of how good we are, how effective we are, how successful we are. Because we can then look at it as a reflection, uh, like, oh, I suggested we do this, they don't want to do it, ergo, here's the false limiting belief associated with that, ergo, I'm not worthy, or they don't think that I'm, they don't trust me, or I'm not high quality enough. It's interesting interesting that you're saying this because I have been uh, struggling with this thought for actually a while. So here I am six months into this job and in so many different ways on the exact same page that with other Hey Steph, are you still there? You might have gone into your car and it's connecting to your Bluetooth. Are you there? Okay, yep, I just lost about Sorry, 20, 20 seconds. There you are. <laughs> um, my manager telling me I should do this differently or do this differently, and it's very, um, very hard, very hard for me to pull myself out and think, and I, and I have been, like, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. what is wrong with me? Why can I not work with people? Why can I not... Um, why do I have a hard time in every single situation and place I go? And, um, you know, there is a part of me that thinks certainly there are things I need to improve on, and I'm not perfect. And I do need to work on my communication skills. But I will tell you that I am, I believe that I am a thousand times better than who I was about three, four years ago when I was at a different company. Yeah. And how, like, I, you know, acted and spoke and all that stuff, you know, to those, that group, but it's still the same. Like I still have those same conversations and those same, like about different things. And it's just, um, 
yeah, like I, I've been asking myself, what's wrong with me? Why is it that I can't seem to do this? Um, All right. But I have to stop you there. I have to stop you because let's turn that around. Let's not let you – I don't want you to ask yourself what's wrong with me. I don't want you to put that out there that something's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. But what we think about, we bring about, right? So if we think this always happens, what's wrong with me, it's going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's add this to your affirmation that um, let's come up with a good I am statement for this that is not what's wrong with me. Can you think of something something that resonates as I work very well with my coworkers and our communication is incredibly strong? Something along those lines. What would resonate with you? You want to turn that thought around because let me tell you, there is nothing wrong with you, first of all. And, yeah, we can always grow. Like, we're constantly growing and becoming better versions of ourselves. Of course we are. But there's nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, so so, so if, I agree with you. Like, I, I do believe that. I do believe that I am a good person. Like, and that's the other part of this, right? Like, for many, many times over the years, I, I would cry and say, like, I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. And I do believe that. I believe I'm a good person. I believe that I have the best of intention. Um, and yes, I am constantly trying to, you know, work on myself and grow. Um, and so I do believe that that's all true, but I also feel that just because I'm working on growing myself doesn't mean that I'm not going to encounter these types of people throughout my life. And so what I want to work on is how do I improve those communications and those relationships? Cause I'll continue to have them everywhere. Mhm. First, we're going to start with telling the story the way that we want to tell it. So mm-hmm. I am a good person, and my coworkers know I have good intentions. Mhm. Okay. Um, you could also add something like. Um, I'm getting better at communicating well with others every day. Yeah. That's a great intention. You know, like we want to stop telling the old story. Like let's, let's remove that from our vocabulary. I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying that you don't experience some stuff. I'm not saying it doesn't come up. What I am saying is let's not focus on, we're not going to waste energy um, rehearsing or thinking about what has gone wrong, and we'll just focus on what our intention is. I'm getting better. I'm writing this down. At communicating with them every day. Um, And what I want to say is, and we've already sort of touched on this, but it you're very you're exactly right in that this is not about them so much it is as it is about you, meaning you can work on what you do, but you have to also let go 
of any attachment to what happens from that, meaning we can't control what other people think. We can't control how they interpret what you said. We can't control how they react. We can't control the fact that maybe they're chatty Cathy's that um, have a best friend in the other department and they're going to go run and, and make a make some big dramatic thing out of it because that's what that's where they're at. And we can't control any of that. We can't control other people. So all we can do is set the intention, do our best to uh, live up to it, you know, communicate well, um, keep an eye out for if there's any miscommunications, and if there are, you know, professionally and immediately address it, you know, and then and move and re- and just realize that all you can do is be an example of how you want to be treated. And over time, people are either going to fall away or they're also going to join in at that same level of treatment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not easy. Like, I've had the same issues in the past um, with, you know, with coworkers completely misinterpreting my good intentions. You know, like, I'll say something, um, you know, like there was a time where I sent an email and a manager had said, you know, she should really be requesting our help, not demanding it, you know, kind of a thing. I still remember this. Um, I could tell you who said it and I could, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, the, you know, and no matter what, the situation was, well, the subject line said response requested, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't even matter. It's not, it wasn't about me. It's, it was about them. So at the end of the day, it was like, oh, I apologize. They did not mean to come across as demanding. However, it was important. That's why I was trying to emphasize the importance of it. But good That's to funny. know. Do you know that I put on my emails? Action. (laughs) (laughs) Review in all caps. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, it's very hard because it's very natural for someone who is very action-oriented and goal-oriented who gets things done. That's, you know, your personality. It's my personality, too. And it's very, very hard to be in a system of people where um, they're not necessarily held accountable to the standard you would expect. Yeah. Um, and so it is a growing experience. And I, and I know, I, I believe me when I say, like, I've been there and um, I've had to let go a lot of my perfectionistic tendencies when it, and it comes to my corporate job because I learned more about my environment and I had to adapt to it. It was like, okay, I'm in an environment where even though they're telling me that this is important, they're actually not enforcing it as important. Okay, so I need to not, I need to not get upset about this because it's not about me. It's not a reflection of my effectiveness. It is a reflection of their decision to not hold these people accountable. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to hold up my end of the bargain but I'm going to release attachment to the outcome. 
because mm-hmm. I can only control myself. I can only do what I came here to do, and I'd like to have a positive impact on others, but I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm not going to let it ruin my day if they choose to to operate in a different way. Right. And I, no, and I really good. do think, yeah, you're, I, I hate, I don't, well, you know what? The bottom line is also, you know, you're on track. And this is one of the reasons why people like us are so good at, at business owners. And that is another reason why when you told me your aspirations about Mary Kay, it was like, oh, yeah, that makes 100% complete sense to me. Because people like us are very, um, we're very good at doing things our way. (laughs) (laughs) Doing things our way and getting things done. And um, we have the ambition for it and we have the, you know, the determination for it. Um, that, That always makes it harder for us to be employees lower on the rung where we're not the ones making the decision. So that that's a more difficult position for people like us to be in. Yeah. So it it was no. I mean, when you told me your ambitions for Mary Kay, I was like, yes, 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 yes. That makes total sense to me. Um, and that's and that's where you just and that's what I do too. I have a corporate job right now, and I get a lot of benefits from it. I get my medical benefits like you do. Um, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's many, many benefits that I get from it and but for the longest time I was very unhappy because I was too I just was too attached to my way and too attached to wanting things to just you know I guess that's the way of putting it having things done my way so that they could be done how I expected them to be done Mm-hmm. And um, when I was able to let go of that, it was a, it was huge. And I'm not I'm not joking. I still get irritated, at, you know, at least once a week by something, you know. Uh-huh. But I will tell you that I can recover in like two Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what you need to get to. Like, you need to be able to realize that someone just pissed you off. And be able to just have maybe five minutes to yourself where you can, like, get back on track and remind yourself that it's not about them. You're in control of you. And it, and what they do, it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. They're just doing them to the best of their ability. They're doing life how they can grasp at it right now. And that's at a, that's at a different level than you. Yeah. It's not about you at all. It is It is a reflection of themselves, not you. And that's where, and, the, and the, the more you can rebound from those incidents by reminding yourself, like, this isn't about me. So if this is how they want me to contribute, I will contribute in the way that they want me to. I will adjust because it's not about me. And it's not a reflection of me. That's the other huge thing. I literally just was talking to someone about how I'm no longer part of, I'm, I'm sort of part of this one project that I was really, really involved with several months ago. And I said, the only thing that stands in my way is my ego. When I hmm. think about it too long, my ego feels bruised that I'm not as involved anymore. 
even yeah. though I know that I'm significantly benefiting from not being involved because I have these other projects on my plate. Yeah. Every once in a while, if I think about it too long, my ego is a little bruised, like, well, I should be leading that right now, and I'm not, you know. And then I remind myself, Jamie, <laughs> you're in such a good place by not having it on your plate right now. It's not about you. Yeah. It's funny you say that because actually my manager just took me off a team because um, they don't like me. <laughs> just point blank. <laughs> they just don't like me. And it was, he he originally asked me and I said, no, I don't want to let them go yet. I'm not going to let them win. Um, <clears throat> I eventually told him I was ready to let it go. He yeah. was reluctant. And then we both agreed about a week and a half ago that it was time. So um, it's, it is. It's hard for my ego. But you know what? I came to the understanding that I was doing a disservice to them and to myself on what we are able to accomplish. If we just yeah. don't mesh, then yeah. let's part ways. And if they can, you know, deliver on and working with somebody different, then great. Yeah, exactly. And it's not the easiest thing to do. I'm with, you know, but that's the right attitude to have. Um, mm-hmm. We we can't make it mean something more than it is. We can't make yeah. it mean a, that it's a reflection of ourselves. So if you can, you know, if you can be aware of any time you're making that connection and, and you're going to know because you feel like crap. If you feel like crap, you're probably making something mean more than it should. Like, if I, if someone calls me and doesn't leave me a voicemail, I don't feel any, I don't feel any obligation to call them back whatsoever. Right. My sister, on the other hand, you know, might have a completely different interpretation of that situation. Like, she could find it incredibly offensive that she makes a call to someone and then they don't call her back. Mm-hmm. Same exact situation, but two people completely interpreting it differently and having a completely different emotional reaction to it, um, making it mean something that it's not. Like, so then she thinks, well, are they mad at me? Is that why they didn't call me? Like that's, mm-hmm. And then just spiraling out of control. Like, why wouldn't they call me back, you know? Like, what did I do? Does this have to do with that one time when I didn't call them three years ago and now they're mad at me? You know, like, that's what we as human beings can do. We can make a worst-case scenario out of it. We can let it spiral out of control and mean something, but it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. I have a really great process for that if you ever need it, so let me know. Um, We can... uh, we can always work through something like that if you're struggling with it. Um, and basically it's a process where you're just kind of asking some questions like, do I know this to be the actual truth? Is this person, do I know 100% that this person is mad at me and that's why they didn't call me back? No. And then it just takes you down this road of basically, it, basically what it does is it proves that the assumptions you're making are without merit. Right. And it just, it reminds you not to go there. It reminds you to not give meaning to things um, without knowing for sure that that's what's going on, you know? 
All right, keep going. Talk to me more about your struggles this week. So that was one. Um, the other is um, at home, you know, so I talked to you about the paperwork, and I did look at the paperwork. Um, it um, wasn't as bad as I thought, so that's good. But yeah. um, did have a very hard conversation with Chris uh, yesterday, actually, because I wanted to talk about everything where he was at and stuff and just kind of share what was on my heart. And um, it was a hard conversation. You know, I think that, you know, he described it as, you know, we're better together and, um, you know, we're better together than apart, he says. And and I just told him, I said, I don't feel that way. And, um, you know, I don't feel like we bring out the best in each other. I said, you know, you're at the house for, an hour, you know, and I'm asking you to leave because your negativity is just so strong. I can't be around it. I said, that doesn't make you, you're not helping me become a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, so just some very hard conversation like that. And, um, you know, it hurts. It hurts to share it. It hurts to hear it from him. Um, so just not a very, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am happy the conversation was had. I don't have any regrets on what I said. I'm not not thinking twice about um, what we're doing. It's still just hard to swallow. That's all. And it's still, um, you know, sad. And you know what? You know what is it? Here's an exercise that you might um, entertain, you know, in between your stoplight game or something like that. Is when you guys are divorced, that means that both of you are going to be available to connect with someone that really is your true match. You know what I'm saying? And when it, see, there's always, I shouldn't say always, there's often one person more connected to trying to hang on to the relationship than the other. And um, I can say, as the person that was very attached to a relationship that didn't work out, how incredible it is letting go, even though you love someone, letting go of the relationship and finding someone who is truly, you know, your other half. Mm -hmm. Finding someone that just complements everything about you and is just, just, you know, your soulmate, if you will. And it can be so hard because you've invested a lot of time and a lot of love and you have a child together. But I'm very happy to hear that you're not second-guessing the decision because that's the hardest part is when one person is too afraid to move on, that they're kind of clinging to the relationship and trying to make it last, even though you know for a fact that it's not the right match. And I, and I feel that's where he is, and I told him that. I said, 
can you honestly, you know, because he, he blames a lot of this on Mary Kay. He says that this is, you know, all because of it, and I had to remind him. <laughs> So you you pursuing your you pursuing your passion is the is the reason for for uh, the decline of your marriage, right? Yeah, that sounds very um, emotionally. It <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't sound very emotionally uh, intelligent to me there. So I had to remind him of everything that we struggled with prior to Mary Kay, and yeah. um, it was just you know again it was a hard conversation, but. It needed to be had, and I, I shared with him, I said, you know, I think that I am guilty of wanting this because of how long we've been together, yeah. and I mean, I was 14 when we started dating. That's almost 20 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. Um, I told him, but, you know, at the end of the day, when I stop and think of what I want, in a relationship and what you can provide is very different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said this, the person I am today is the same person I was then. And I said, maybe that is true. And but maybe that not. is, and maybe, and I'm the one who's changed. I said, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I said, we can't even agree on a place to eat. Like, I mean, it is that different, like drastically different. It it, it yeah. could be, you say black and I say white. I say that it's purple and you're like, no, it's a shade of blue. Like, it's just, we don't get along. And I said that we used to joke about it. We used to joke about how we could never agree. And it just got to the point where it was no longer a joke. It affected our every ounce of being. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it is hard and it does hurt and it, it makes me sad and all of those things, but I also know that I'm in a much happier place today than I was when, you know, he was living with us. And that tells me something, you know, that it doesn't make yeah. me happy to say that. It just makes me, it is what it is and I'm accepting of it. So all of those feelings and all those conversations are just very, very hard right now. On top of my grandma just passing, on top of work in its pile of junk, on top mm-hmm. of, you know, financially right now, so now here's the other kicker, is Saturday took my dog to the vet and he tore his ACL. And so they want $3,500. You know, like it's just my financial state, my mental state right now is at wit's end. Yeah. Um, and I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to feel like I'm keeping my head above water and um, I know this will pass. I know that, you know, God is sharing, you know, life with me and that sometimes when it rains, it pours and sometimes things just suck and I get it and I'm still moving forward, but that doesn't mean it's not hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm well, <laughs> No, no, and and it does. It, it's the saying for a reason. <laughs> um, a lot of times when we make positive changes in our lives, um, and I want to say this in a careful way because I only mean it in the most positive way, mm-hmm. um, God wants to know that we're serious about it, you know, and I don't want to say that he's testing us 
because I don't know that testing us is the right word, but what happens is things come up to the surface. Like, you know when someone gets a facial and then they have a breakout afterwards? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, like, you do a deep clean, and it kind of brings up the toxins out of the skin, and someone might have a breakout as a result of having that deep facial. Now, that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the facial was bad. That means the facial was a tool to help bring the bad stuff to the surface to wash it away. Mm. And if you can think of that analogy for life. That's a crazy good analogy. Yeah. Hello, Mary (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a crazy good analogy. Yeah. When When you're investing in yourself, you're, you're, there's no more room for the bad stuff in the negativity in your life so it bubbles to the surface so you can wash yourself clear of it, you know, so you can wash it away. But it does bubble to the surface. So when you're trying, so for example, our goal was for you to feel like you're doing really well with your financial management and you're taking these great steps. And then what happens? another an unexpected expense comes up. It's like, wait a minute, I'm really trying here. And the answer is, yes, you are. And sometimes, and that's just part of the process. As you're getting better and you're letting in more good and you're becoming more true to your, you know, your higher self, to the version of yourself that God is, knows is possible and is waiting for you to embody and discover and become, you're going to have these things bubble to the surface. And it's kind of like a way of saying like, okay, you know, here it is. Are you, are you ready for this? Like, are you committed to this? Let's either, let's wash them away or they're going to get, they're going to go back down. They've got to go one way or the other. So just, you know, it, it does suck, but it is totally part of the process. Um, totally part of the process. Very normal. Um, I had um, I had something similar come up where I something I really wanted was to somehow be able to attend this um, five day Jack Canfield um, uh, personal development seminar, but it was very expensive. So um, I just set an intention that. I really want to go to this somehow. I would love to somehow win a ticket to this thing. And I won a ticket to it. And then, like, three weeks later, I got a project update saying the same week of the um, conference is the goal life, is the updated goal live week for this project that I'm working on. It was it, it was like clockwork, Stephanie. It was like, okay, I've got what I want, and then boom, something came up to question, like, okay, you have to make the choice now. Like, which are you going to choose? Do you actually really want to go to this thing, or are you know, or are you going to not let it happen because of this this thing that bubbled to the surface? And so I was super clear about it. I sent I sent an email immediately saying, I I will immediately start working with someone to redistribute my responsibilities. I will be out of the office this week, you know. So it was just one of those things where it's like 
like clockwork, as you're working towards something, you know, things are going to come up and you just have to remember it's part of the process. It's just, it's not, a, I hate the word test, but it's like, it's just part of the process. It's going to happen. And, um, you know, with your dog and everything, it's just like, it's, it's, it's life saying, okay, are you sure that this is the direction you want to go? Yes. Yes, it is the direction I want to go. I, I trust and believe this is the right direction. Everything is going to work out for my highest good all as well. I truly, truly believe that. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of what you need to, you know, that's what I'm here for to kind of help you, help you really, you know, hang on to that. Hang on to your goals. Hang on to this vision of pursuing your passion and your life purpose and, and to remind you that, yes, it is worth it. And um, do, you're doing a great job. You're doing such a great job, staying afloat, and it is getting better and better every day. That's, what, that's another great affirmation. My life is getting better every day. Um, and with Chris, if you can just imagine, like, this isn't, this isn't sad. This is your journey, and you're, you're starting a new chapter. That was his chapter was the last chapter. Maybe he had the last five chapters or the last 20 chapters. But now you're turning the page to a new chapter where you are pursuing your passion, which is Mary Kay. And you're starting this brand new life. And you're, honestly, this isn't your focus right now, but you will find someone who is an amazingly perfect match for everything about yourself. Like, you being you authentically 100%, there is a person out there that loves every little thing about you. Everything that Chris thinks is a flaw, your perfect match adores it about you. Okay, so I know you're not in that place where you're even thinking about a future husband, but I'm just telling you that he has a better match out there and you have a better match out there and you're both better for this divorce um, because of it. You truly, truly are. Yeah. But hey, but with that being said, what is the next step for you guys with the paperwork? Because you had a talk, so that's awesome. What is your yeah. next step? Um, so at this point, um, I just need to get back to the lawyer and tell him that um, there was just one comment that he had to fix in the paperwork and then um, just really confirm everything. So right now it's all scheduled for next week. So awesome. uh, the court, the court date, so. And um, is Chris going to be, uh, like, what's the, financially speaking, since we're on that topic, like, is he going to um, be helping pay for the lawyer costs, or does he cover all of the costs, or how does that work out? <laughs> so, um, so no. Um, I was the one who put the retainer down. Um, we agreed that he would end up not pursuing a lawyer uh, with the intention of we'd be able to get this done uh, without excessive cost uh, to either of us. And, um, you know, my hope was that after that retainer that I'd be able to gain some money from him in different ways. Um, Okay. You know, for any additional fees, like right now, it's looking at it, it'll probably be, um, another thousand dollars over that, the original mm-hmm. retainer. So, um, but um, he has a different 
thought on that, of course. So I don't know if he'll end up covering any of that or not, but um, yeah, hmm. just you know, and I get it. You know, when he explains things, you know, for example, like right now, I'm still on his insurance. You know, mm-hmm. um, he covers Gianna's insurance. You know, just like things like that. Okay. He's thir- 350 a month just for us to be on his insurance and then an extra 50 for me because my employer offers it, you know, like things yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, I get it. It's fine. It's just, you know, stinks at the same time. So do you feel that it's um, like, are you comfortable with what it is right now? Like in like the way you're describing it, I can't tell if you're, if you accept it because you agree and believe it's fair enough for your taste or if you're agreeing because you want to get this taken care of um, or if you completely disagree but you're just sort of going along with it? Um, it's probably more of the, the middle as you, you know, I, I, I'm moving along because it's just not worth the fight. He does pick up other costs. Um, okay. It's, in my opinion, that I have upfronted the twenty five hundred bucks and will be paying another thousand out of my pocket. And mm-hmm. technically, he didn't pay a dime for the lawyer. You know, like from from a logistics standpoint, that way. But there have mm-hmm. been other things that he has covered um, okay. that you know he doesn't charge me for. Now, you know, that's the other component to this is once everything is done, then I will have to have insurance on my own, and that's another expense I don't have to, you know, I don't, you know, have today. Mm-hmm. And he's um, going to pay alimony? No. So technically right now um, I'm making more than he is um, from a base salary perspective. He has the option to work overtime, so when he does that, he makes more. Um but so, no, he will not um, be paying alimony or child support as of now. Um, you know, we've agreed that he will just pay half to everything, and he'll take Gianna half the time. And that's, so, in, uh, that's in the written agreement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, things potentially can be different, you know, as I move on into my business. But, you know, sure. I don't think it's fair for him for me ever to go back after this is all said and done to say oh yeah I chose to take a different career path so now I want you to pay you know for me to keep this lifestyle I don't think that's fair that's just not how I work um I think that I could have a I have a good enough relationship where if I needed money he would help me if he was able to you know Okay, good. And, it's all and, about what feels good to you. So if that yeah. feels good to you, then that is right. That is the right path. That's all I was okay. trying to um, assess is if it felt good to you or if you were feeling taken advantage of. So as long as it feels good to you, then that is the right path to go down. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we didn't talk too much about the actual habits, but let me let me just tell you this. What is the point of habit? The point of habit is to help you be in a position that sets yourself up for success more easily than you otherwise would be. So the point of habit is really to get you in this 
place of accomplishment, this place of um, seeing opportunities and being able to pursue them, and this place of satisfaction and joy and happiness and contentment, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to harp on you for not getting the habits done because really the habits are just the means for you to be getting in the right headspace to be as successful and pursuing your success and, and using your time wisely and all of those things. So the habits are my way of structuring a program so that it makes it more foolproof. It makes it easier for you to accomplish your goals if you do these things. That doesn't mean you're not going to accomplish them another way. That doesn't mean that you're going to fail if you're not doing these habits every day. But as you know from the habits, they are all about just having a better perspective about your life and loving your life and enjoying your life and being in this in this um, energy level of happiness and gratitude such that that's what you're attracting into your life with other people as well. And that's how you're mm-hmm. attracting these higher level opportunities into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know that in the back of my head, I'm not saying like how many days has she done the habit. And I'm really hoping in my head that you're managing to stay on this high level or to, you know, to, to get yourself to this higher level of energy and happiness and contentment um, and, and maintain it in whatever way works best for you. So, um, and, you know, I've been trying to make sure that I'm responding to the needs that you're expressing and giving you the flexibility that you need to still pursue this path, but, but for me to always be a positive presence and never something that you feel is weighing down on you. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you're feeling that. And, um, you know, so even though I'll ask you about the habit, what I'm really trying to get at is, you know, did you spend most of your day, you know, um, in joy? Did you spend, you know, as much of your day as you possibly could feeling proud and successful and content? You know, because that's what it's really all about. It's, it's all about knowing this new identity as Stephanie, Mary Kay director, and knowing exactly what that feels like and accessing those feelings as much as you can now on this journey um, to June 30th. Mm-hmm. So just just um, keep that in the back of your head. You know, if, even when I'm asking you about the habits, what I'm really trying to do is making sure that even when you do feel overwhelmed or even when you're feeling like you're struggling um, here or there, that you're not letting that be the overwhelming feeling um, for too long, right? That you're, you're feeling those feelings and then you're processing them and moving forward. Um, that's what my ultimate goal is. And I think that, um, I, think that I, I am doing that. So I, I will say that, you know, the, the habits of, you know, the constant, you know, how you had said, set an alarm or set a reminder, you yeah. know, and then check your joy level. You know, I, I'm not doing that. 
but on moments in which I do stop, you know, if I'm filling up my water bottle or if I'm going to the restroom or whatever, you know, I am checking myself. Um, and I do believe that if I can feel when I start to get a little bit too wound up, you know, and yeah. I, I do bring it down. And so um, I would agree that I'm doing it in a different form, mm-hmm. you know, not, but I think that the feedback you've been able to provide and the conversations we've had have mm-hmm. allowed me the tools I need to help me get to those places. Um, yeah. Like even on Saturday after the vet, you know, I was, I was bummed. I was sad. I was all these different feelings. And I just recalled our conversation, allowing myself to, you know, feel those feelings. And mm-hmm. I did end up um, taking a nap. And it was just gave me that rejuvenation that I needed. And um, so, like I said, it's, I think I'm implementing in a slightly different approach. But I hear what, we're, what you're doing. I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. And I think that it is helping it's just again I'm acting in a different fashion. Yeah, and that's and that's perfect because we want it to work with you. We want it to we want whatever process this is to feel natural and work in your life. The way your life runs. Your life runs different than mine. It runs different from the person next door and different from your coworker across the hall, you know? Everybody runs a slightly different way. So I don't want to just present this rigid approach that doesn't suit you. So that is music to my ears. I love hearing that. And good for you. Like, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I don't know if, you give, if you're giving yourself enough credit because I think you're just doing so phenomenally. We're on week four here, and I can definitely – I just feel like you're handling – I don't want to say disappointment, but like just handling struggle very effectively. And mm-hmm. it's not easy to do, you know, like um, you're doing a really great job at it. And I just want you to like, you know, like totally give yourself like major props and great job choosing to take the nap. That's huge. Um, one of the questions I had written down, and I know we're about out of time, but I was just going to check in with you and and make sure and give you permission and highly suggest that you keep um, making those incremental upgrades to your self-care. Just tiny little tweaks that are going to help you. The the most important investment you make is in yourself and um, in the way you take care of yourself. And you're doing so many wonderful things there. I mean, we're talking on a regular basis, and you, you know, like like you said, you took the nap, and just any little any little incremental upgrade you can give yourself, whether that's you know a relaxing bath one night, or smelling can like lighting candles because you love the smell, or um, picking some flowers and putting them in a cup because you love looking at flowers. Anything you can do to brighten your day and just enhance that self-care it's going to turn around and like it's going to repay itself you know threefold for you it really is 
All right, Miss. Well, anything else that you want to cover real quick? I know we're at the top of the hour. Um, I think we had a really productive talk, and I'm. Are you feeling? Um, how are you feeling? Ending this call right now? Like, are you feeling in a good place? Yeah, yeah, I'm in a in a good place. All right. When you go back to your work day, just remember, like, this is your new mantra. It is not about me. This is whatever somebody else is doing, it's about them. This is about Mm -hmm. them, not about me. This is about them, Mm -hmm. not about me. This is about their need to control the situation. It has nothing to do with my competence in the workplace. This is not a reflection of my effectiveness. This is a decision they're making, um, and it's not about me. And the more you can detach yourself, you do your best, but detach yourself from that um, that connection there, connecting your self-worth to their decisions or their actions or what they're saying. The more you can disconnect that and you just own your own self-worth and know your own self-worth, you're going you're gonna to feel so much better um, getting through your work day. Yeah. So... Let's make that your goal this week. Just um, anytime it comes up, maybe it happens like half a dozen, a dozen times throughout the day. Anytime it comes up, just really rehearse that to yourself. And I, I would love to hear if you're feeling like it's effective. Um, and keep, keep checking in with me. Keep, keep texting me as you need, and um, I'll keep sending you those daily reminders, okay? Perfect. All right, darling. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.